welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What up, webheads? Along with Ryan Griffin, Paul Roshan, AJ Riley, I'm Matt Basson. Welcome to Sports Carnage. Ryan, you, you hear that? Anyone else? Anyone else hear that? No? Mm. Oh! It's the victors. Ryan, we the victors. How in the hell are we the fucking victors after our embarrassment against Rutgers the week before? May Go I ask a question? To Ann Arbor. Is this rhetorical? And win this football game on our favorite place to play Michigan, because for whatever reason, we suck shit when they come to East Lansing. But we look damn good when every time we walk into the big house. Hmm. 100,000 fans, zero fans, it does not matter. <laughs> no rain this time, no wind, no fumble with the snap, none of those little asterisks that we like to it hear is as trouble smart with fans. No, not fumble with the snap. Nice try. No t- no turnovers at all. The cleanest game you could ever play. Yeah, Michigan State <laughs> stood on their head Saturday. They had uh, to play that I, perfect effort, game. Effort, AJ. You can't measure effort and heart. And the hold Spartans on, had I it take I hold on. I take umbrage with that. I take umbrage with that, and not nothing to do with MSU. But I don't like the assertion, whether you meant it or not. That Michigan did not play with effort, and one thing I will say is we did not lose that game because of effort, which is which really is a compliment to MSU, because that's not I'm not saying no, not mm. no, we did not play that game, we did not lack effort in that game, and you take that that is a compliment for you. You you got a legitimate (laughs) effort from Michigan, and you straight up beat them. So be happy about that. Was your first question rhetorical, or do you want to know why this happened? Oh, I know why this happened. Mr. I'm uh. the quarterback god of coaches. Uh. Can't coach a quarterback. Uh. Uh. Get him. I mean, not not, <laughs> not not outside of the West Coast, apparently. He can do it fine in Stanford with Andrew Luck, and he can do it fine in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. But you get that it's man a, out and of the And Alex those, Smith before Colin Kaepernick it's, it's, it's was playing pretty well, too. Sun. Yeah, he made the right move with Alex Smith. Get him out. <laughs> so Bring in I, Colin Kaepernick. I, that is very upsetting. You hear too how emboldened they sound, Paul? Like just, they do. You can just and hear yes, the vitriol the in their voice. I'm not upset. There's no they vitriol. scored, and oh, I, I Matt, say this it. with all the respect in the universe. That is the biggest upset yeah. I've watched in my lifetime. They play at Michigan For, State. And that's such not. A good game. Um, that's absolutely fact. It it doesn't. Appalachian State doesn't compare to this. Like legitimately, if you actually look at the teams. Doesn't compare. The only thing Appalachian State had on this was it was a more veteran team that went in and lost that game. But circumstances so wildly different. That Appalachian State would beat this MSU team Hell by no. get out of here. 25 okay, points. Hang on. Also, that Appalachian State did not get Michigan's best. There's no way Michigan was also going into true. that game oh, going, I'll give you that we got to play Michigan our hardest in this put, one. Michigan definitely put a better effort on the field this Saturday. No, this is this was a much, much bigger. I've, I, in my... Now, I'm not that old. I'm only 26, all right? So, I'm not super, super old. But I am, dude. No, I am old, honestly. Like, in, in relative to you guys, I'm, like, kind of young. But in general, oof, it's it's not good. I, my life is slipping past Yeah, you're, me. like, halfway done. 
It's yeah. It feels like if honestly, it feels like I'm seventy yeah, percent. Bro, you keep done. watching Michigan football. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at my rearview mirror like man, this is life is happening fast and it's gonna be over fast. God, especially if I keep no, watching no, games like Saturday. No, no joke. No, it each, was each decade goes faster than the decade before. It, just so I've you know. noticed that it's each. Like Three months goes faster. Twenty to thirty went faster than good. ten to twenty, which damn like, sure went faster I need to than slow this clock down, please. So the pace that we live in today's world is not healthy. Yeah, Jesus. it's unbelievable. Uh, but in all seriousness, like about the, the pace game, of Michigan State's offense, it's just too it bad. was <laughs> on that last the performance. Michigan State, Michigan State <laughs> played absolutely at their peak. I still, after that game, I can't promise you Michigan State's going to win another game this year. I think they will. Um, I don't think they're going to win a lot. But they played at their peak, and I want to give – there's a lot of credit to go around. The most credit, and you're just don or delusional if you don't agree, uh, the most credit has to go to Rocky Lombardi. Um, you can say whatever you want about the game plan. You can say whatever you want about the offensive line kind of held up and did their job. The reason uh, – there's a million reasons, and I talked with AJ a lot off-cast mm-hmm. about this just me and him one-on-one, uh, there's a million reasons, a perfect storm, a very explainable things one by one that led to this catastrophe for us on Saturday. But it starts and ends with the play that you got from Lockheed Lombardi. And the <laughs> way that he played, what? Why are you yeah, laughing? You called him like Lockheed Lombardi. Yeah, I heard Lockheed too. <laughs> it was a very clear Rocky. Yeah, you'll you'll hear it in my actual audio. Maybe the Discord didn't Maybe you called him Tyler Lockett Lombardi. That might be a little closer to what you said. Listen, well, he's a lock to win every time he shows up on the field. So, Uh, no, he played the game of his life, but it's more than him playing the game of his life. He did things that nobody, and I, I, I mean nobody, not Michigan State fans, not the coaches, not his own mother, thought he was capable of doing. The throws that he made and the consistency that he had, the way he read the field and the passes he delivered, it wasn't in the scouting report. The first touchdown you have, the dime he dropped in the end zone over a defender where only his receiver could get it, that's a a throw that every Sunday you watch NFL quarterbacks miss. Every single Sunday you watch NFL quarterbacks miss that throw. It is a very, it is a throw that if I gave him 50 times to make that throw, you can't convince me that he's going to make it one out of those 50 times. Like, I didn't know that was in his arsenal. And I can promise you, Michigan also did not know that was in his arsenal, which is why we played the game the way that we did. And there's a million reasons the many adjustments, contrary to popular belief, that we did make did not work. But it started and really ended with Rocky Lombardi. On our end, we did a ton wrong. A ton wrong. But it wasn't for lack of prep. It wasn't for lack of adjustments. It wasn't for lack of effort. We got beat. True and or I false, you ran the Wildcat in back-to-back plays. <laughs> we did. and After the first was, one did absolutely it. nothing. You took your quarterback so, out of the red zone. Which is fine. And this is why it's fine. And I so I so much hate because that works and it's like, wow, what a play yeah, call. That they play would in, have right? worked if what's-his-name, the linebacker, didn't only, stand on his head to make only getting flat because it also would have worked if they game-planned for Antoine Simmons and weren't like, Gattis, oh, who's that? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Gaddis did his job on that series. Haskins comes – so you're at the five, right? And it's a little bit of no man's land. You can rush. You can pass. It's hard to get in either way. The field is 
really, really small at that point. It's hard to power yourself in from the five, but you also don't have a lot of room to pass. Everything's bam, bam. Your front seven's playing really good. We're struggling to get any push with the offensive line. Gaddis comes in and says, let's get this done a different way, right? You come in Wildcat with Haskins, and it's not a throwaway play. It didn't work. It didn't go anywhere, but that's a play that can work. It could get you three, four, even into the end zone yardage, right? Like it's not a throwaway play. Every play can work. No, that play can get you into the end zone. Every that play, play can, can get you... work. It's football. That's... So <laughs> like, if you're like running here, a Joe, draw, you if, if you're running a draw on third on and twenty, you're not. That's a throwaway play. It might work, but it's a throwaway play. When he pulled out the wildcat with Haskins, they were not throwaway plays. That was a play drawn up to get you close they, or they in the end zone. Field goal plays. And the first one did not work. The second one, he came right back and drew up a touchdown, something that nobody was prepared for, and the throw was there. And it wasn't even a bad throw. No, it just that was a, a great little play. bit a little bit higher, and it's a touchdown, but it was not a bad throw by any means. Your defense made a play. They straight up made a play. I'm not going to go back and be like, wow, guess we shouldn't have called that. What a dumb idea to take your quarterback out of the game. You really think? So your defense made a great play on a pass that was pretty yeah, solid to a, a receiver that play. was very open, right? So you think that if there was a, a, a different play drawn up and we were it was Joe Milton throwing that ball, that it would have somehow been more perfectly accurate and more indefensible? I mean, cause it's well, absurd. Not, you not think Milton, your defenders because he didn't know who the guy was who made the play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he didn't real, know. That was I, I know Hassan Haskins didn't it's, know. That's, I would like, for the record, that is super out of context. He never, ever said that he didn't know who he was. He said, it's who is that? absurd to keep saying that. That's not what he said. Yes, that is a was. lie. I don't know what you read right. on Twitter. No, that's no, not I didn't what read he it. said. I heard it. Matt, pull, pull the tape You didn't the hear it very well. He said Antoine you Simmons. Who is that? Oh, my God. He, he said he was not worried about him. After he saying who is that. And then Stoney had to clarify. Number 34. He did not literally yeah, but to not be know who fair, he was. And it is absurd when you're for playing you to opponent, right. It's a lot easier to absurd. remember their jersey number than it their name. It is absurd for you to assert that. Yeah, it's just what he said. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a lot easier to remember a jersey number than a name, though. Especially when you're like watching tape, you're going, okay, 34 is their middle linebacker. 34 is a middle linebacker, right? Like, So... If he asked him just strictly based on the name, I could see where he'd be like, I don't know who that is. Unbelievable. Yeah, but regardless, I- I'm not putting that on Gaddis. It was not bad play calling. He drew up plays to get us into the no, end zone. We, were, I, we weren't putting Gattis, it on Gaddis. We were putting it on Harbaugh. Gaddis did not have – well, Harbaugh's not the play caller, so why – Are we world? sure about that? Don't don't bring that nonsense to this podcast, <laughs> yeah. please. Don't yeah. don't 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 bring that here. We're not five years yeah, old. We're not maybe, casual maybe fans. Maybe you should don't, be the play don't bring that here. <laughs> Unreal. Do you see what we're dealing with, AJ? I and I listen. Gloat. Hey, you yeah. deserve. Yeah, I mean, you guys you game plan more than Michigan did, so I'll give you guys you credit won. on the podcast. <laughs> you won a game you, that you had you no know business our names. winning. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Oh my God! I need to tap out. Okay. No. In all seriousness, though, like I, I have no, I have no room to gloat. I had no faith in this team going that's into not true. Saturday. No, 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 no. no. I, See, I that's didn't. no. Stop. That's where you're wrong. This is your faith. Oh, bro, you sound based like on Gardner logic. Right now, <laughs> your faith based on logic does not 
mean that you cannot celebrate. You didn't have any business winning Oh, I can celebrate. I can't gloat. But you, you can gloat. That's your right. That's why no, gloating we, that's is for why people like, Ron, like Ryan, who just, you know, he's he's with the team. He's right there with the, nope, this team's still got a chance. We're still going to win this If you think game. deep down Ryan thought you. they had a chance to win, you're nuts. When they were 7-0 and you were saying, ain't no chance, and I told you, we'll see. I have the picture proof if we we'll need see. it. <laughs> very uh, no there's i did nothing, oh i will absolutely cop to that i said do. there's no, nothing no, that hey, could just, possibly happen over the course of, of that game no, no I I, that's not out of context it's true i was very clear we're we're at halftime and i'm like i don't care what happens the rest of this game michigan can't lose this game it's impossible i said those words i was wrong i was super wrong yeah, there, and I, then your see, defensive I, backs turned over their other side on the barbecue I, so I nice broke the cardinal cooking. sin. Just, I, I, know, did the thing, I did the thing that Matt knows you never do, and it's trusting college There kids. is nothing that could happen in this game that results in an MSU win. I said that. I said that, I and I, I doubled down on sure it, and I probably, I probably tripled down on it. It was near end of third quarter that I was sitting there like, you know what? I think MSU could win this game. And then what did it make you <laughs> think like, about man. this upcoming week? I mean, so, we even missed a 40-yard field goal to give you guys a chance. So, <laughs> AJ, I, it's Should've early in the cast. It is early in the cast for that question. We, we should wait to get to that because I want to, yeah, sure and I am very sincere week, right? when I say this, I want Matt yeah. and Ryan, and I know they've enjoyed it to the fullest already, but I want Matt and Ryan to be able to continue enjoying it. Okay. Right. I, I want them to take this Michigan MSU discussion where they want it to go before we get to what it means for the rest of the season in Harbaugh. So Matt and Ryan, do you have questions? Do you have anything you want to say? What What is your, I mean, obviously your reaction to the game is, wow, Michigan sucks. We're awesome. We're going to the playoff, but, or at least Ryan's right. is. I can, <laughs> I can only speak for Ryan, I guess, but I, what, where do you want to take this? Are, are there questions you have, like, why does Michigan suck? No. I saw it. I know why. <laughs> no, we saw on Saturday. <laughs> I mean, you let a freshman get 200 yards receiving by doing the same thing every time. It's, it's pretty clear right, right there. So, and that's, and that's another frustration. So, you say by doing the same thing every time. And yeah, from your lot, perspective, lot yes, he ran down the field and Rocky chucked up a low percentage pass to him that on well, Saturday okay, was on. a very it's, high percentage it, pass. Yeah, it's not low percentage when the defensive I, back I'm getting, isn't there. I was, I was getting there. All right. But it's funny that you say that because from our perspective, it's not the same thing every time at all. Because we did a lot of different things to defend that pass. And for several reasons, it did not get defended. And none of them required, hey, just, just stay in front of them. So the, you, I'm glad you say that, right? Me and AJ talked a lot about this. I talked about it on Saturday while it was happening. We talked about it a lot after it happened. There's only so much you can do as coaches. And the coaches, and especially the wrong coaches, but the coaches have hey, taken two steps back. an unbelievable amount of flack for this loss. Now, I get it. Like, you have to blame someone. And this loss is the low point of Harbaugh's tenure. It is. Worse than the million-point drubbing to OSU. Worse than the, any The of other million-point drubbing to OSU. I, <laughs> it really is the low point. And when you have a loss like this, especially when the expectation was elevated 
a bit falsely fool's gold, as our friend AJ would say, against Minnesota, and then come back with this, there's going to be blame flying around. Yeah. People are angry. People are bitter. You got to blame someone. But you look, and I said this live while the game was happening, right? Like the first couple deep passes they completed, and I'm watching Hawkins come in late. And I know that regardless of our scheme, regardless of whether we were calling press man or whether we were mixing in zone, which we did a lot of both, we ran cover two, we ran cover three, we ran our normal press man, we gave cushion at times, we mixed, we bracketed, we did so many different things. And for whatever reason, our players could not stop peeking. When you have a deep safety and you're getting beat by passed on the sideline, you tell your deep safety... <laughs> You don't let this man behind you. I don't care what happens. You have this part of the field. And your corner knows that. So Vincent Gray got picked on, right? But Vincent Gray knows I have safety help over the top. My job is don't get beat underneath, right? So I have underneath coverage. My safety's got over the top. Hopefully we can both get there if there's a ball dropped on us, whatever, right? When you see Vincent Gray have the underneath stuff, doesn't recover in time. He has a receiver running a couple yards behind him, but there's no safety in the picture. Whose fault is that? Is that Don Brown's fault? Did Don Brown tell this man, I want you to stand in the middle of the field until the receiver's behind you and then try to cover him? I promise you he didn't. And you can make your jokes and you can, if you want to have a conversation that you just think that the coaches are that dumb and, and they don't know to tell the safety that they somehow got to this level without telling the safety, hey, well, this is your assignment. This is how you play it. We That's a different conversation, and I, I we don't really have anywhere to go on this podcast. But if we can admit the obvious that Don Brown knows how to set up his safeties, and these safeties have been coached, that you don't let anyone behind you, and then Hawkins is peeking in the backfield anyway because they're really worried about the run game because they don't think that Rocky can throw it on them, and then ends up five yards with Vincent Gray behind the receiver running down the sideline. I There's mean, nothing you can. It doesn't matter what coverage you call. I mean, you point. can tell them to do it. You got to teach them to do it too. I like no coach goes out there and tells their team, "Hey, we're just going to lose this game." It's yeah, not, teach them how that's to win. what I'm saying. What What is the difference between telling him and teaching him? He is a safety that's been playing for safety for a couple years now. Admittedly, it was a position switch a couple years ago, but he's had a couple years of safety. This is not new to him. He's played football his coaches entire are, life. Coaches are always teaching. He knows NFL coaches teaching NFL players things. When you are the deep safety and your responsibility is a bracket on that side of the field, you know. You, you've you been taught a million times. There's nothing more to learn. You you aren't, again, being taught every you, you play can, you can that this learn. is your assignment. There's that Michigan you, no, you can you're always being learn. Absurd. You're being ridiculous <laughs> every, right every now. Every day is a teaching moment. He knows his assignment. He gets caught peeking in the backfield for too long and is late to his assignment. And at that point, the coaches. Obviously, every time you come to the sideline, they're telling him the same thing, right? And hey man, they called different coverages and moved guys play. around. And we kept having similar issues across our secondary, guys peeking in the backfield and losing their assignment. Vincent Gray got in his own head after a while. And that's why he got his ass pulled off the field. And he was so busy. Most of the time, and it's not that everyone, and rightfully so, Vincent Gray had as bad of a game. I'm, you don't see at this level one player get picked on that much in one facet of the game. Like, it just doesn't really happen. It's so few and far in between. 
the way that he got abused. I Legitimately, Ohio State has not single-handedly abused one of our players so repeatedly in any game that we've played them. Think about that. You guys abuse one of our players more than Ohio State ever has. So who that's gets how credit bad, for that, Rocky or Mel? That's how bad it was. Rocky does. And Rocky I, does not Mel say, well, hey, it's keep not, targeting them? Well, first of all, Mel yeah. doesn't call the offense anyway. But regardless, you guys, you guys had a – pretty good offensive game he, plan. He, he I have, Ricky White in the game. I, I'm not I'm not going to ruin your guys' weekend by poo-pooing on Mel because I he's not a good head coach and we can visit that another yeah, time. That's not, not sitting, relevant sitting to this Nick discussion. Saban is a Michigan State legend already. Uh-huh. Not relevant to this discussion, though. We're not going to poo-poo on Mel That's today right. unless you guys Better win the read. So Vincent Gray kept peeking in the backfield. And we've seen Vincent Gray cover before. Last year <laughs> – Jesus Christ. Last year, Vincent Gray was fine. In fact, in some games, he was better than fine. Vincent Gray held his own against Alabama with their juggernaut three high, high level NFL receiver prospects. And he held his own against them. So you guys, Michigan State's got better wide receivers, State's better receivers than, than Alabama. Alabama. I covered this Sweet. on Saturday, I think, you right? Know, when like, I said uh, Andre I, Ingram scored like 20 points in the NBA game once, too. So, so Jerry Judy and uh, all of them, they just uh, – they. You guys have some nice receivers, but they are not better than Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy. They're not. Not yet. Waddle. <laughs> not yet. They're really not. So white, what happened? Obviously, his mental part of the game fell apart, and he kept losing his man. He got in his own head. That's why he got his ass pulled off the field. Our number one corner gone. Took after his coaches. So many breakdowns in the game. Across across the entire board. You got Joe Milton, who, on, against Minnesota, managed the game perfectly. He did everything that was asked of him. He took what the defense gave him, and everything was kosher. On Saturday, he refused to even glance at his check down until we had to score as fast as possible, and then he only threw to his check down literally eating up the rest of our chance to win the game. You'd think that every time he came to the sideline, Gaddis wasn't screaming, look at your fucking check down. Look at the middle of the field that you're running back, running five yards free instead of throwing over the heads of everybody for no goddamn reason. They were absolutely doing that. At some point, your young players have to meet the moment. Against Minnesota... And it was a big spot. It was on the road against a team you yeah. thought were going to be good, home opener. But they never faced. They never faced. Now we know Minnesota is not that good, of course. But looking for the team themselves, right? Minnesota is still better than MSU. I'd put money yeah, on that. I wish. But they didn't have the adversity against Minnesota. We, yeah, there's the block punt and they scored early. Minnesota <laughs> and Maryland. Come there, there was the water. There was the block punt early. They scored quick, but then we marched right back down, and we just pulled away the whole game. We played really well, and it was a clean, like, simple game. They weren't asked to do a lot, and they never really had to fight a ton of adversity. You got your Chattanooga game out the way. Coming back (laughs) at home in this spot with now real expectations, first-time offensive line, first-time quarterback, so many young players on both sides of the ball, they couldn't meet the moment. They started struggling against a team they were expected to blow out against a rival who wanted it just as bad as they did. And they didn't meet that moment. And it doesn't matter at that point what you call. It doesn't matter how many times you teach your player this is the right thing to do in this situation. They still have to do it with live bullets Mm -hmm. on the field when it matters. 
And they couldn't quite do it in the end because Michigan State outplayed them on the field where it mattered. They Michigan State played on the a clean game. Michigan State did not make the mental errors, and it allowed them to play free and play smart and just play strong. Michigan players gave effort. This was a mental loss. Everything they did was a mental loss. That's what this game is, and it's a mental loss for young players. So Milton's still better than Patterson? I don't know. No, he is. I think he absolutely will be. Because you were quite sure of that last week. He's better than Patterson. Will he be great or live up to the hype and potential? That's what you don't know. So I don't know that right this second you can say he's better than Patterson. Are you kidding me? You put put those two in a situation. You've got to pick one of them to win you the game. I'm taking Milton. Even with what I saw on Saturday and even what I saw against Minnesota, I'm taking Milton over Shea because Shea's going to do something wrong. You're right. That's right, and you just Mil- gotta Milton, you gotta ride you gotta ride it out with Joe Milton Spate. You're right, but this is what Milton did, doesn't have that Patterson did. Patterson's experience would have saved us Saturday. It would have, and it's crazy to say because you guys know how much yeah, I pooed him. He would have been converted the entire to time, the entire time that he was here. You guys know that I was not a big Shea Patterson fan, but experience was for him was the big difference on Saturday. He has not had the reps. He has not had the live game action. This is real. Do your job. He hasn't had it yet. If this game happened next week, four weeks from now, whenever, uh, replay it the same day. Like, I think it's a different story, but it didn't. And Joe Milton's going to grow from this. Now, AJ, you asked the question, what does that mean for next week for Michigan? Obviously, we play Indiana. It's going to be a tough game. Indiana's ranked for a reason. They're undefeated. They looked good against Penn State, although not as good as some people assume based on the scoreline. Penn State should have won that game, and I don't just mean because of the botched call. But they looked good, and they beat Penn State, and they're 2-0, and they're, I don't know what they're ranked. They're, I assume, around 20th maybe. Actually, they might be ranked 13th. I think they're ranked pretty high, actually. I think they're ranked 13th. They're a good football team, and they're at home. And... After Minnesota, you're not really worried about losing to Indiana, right? Like, after week one, does anyone think Michigan's going to lose to Indiana? Do I think Michigan's going to lose? After week one? No. After After week week two? Maybe. I'm asking after week one, right? After week week one, one, no. no one thinks. With what we knew? No. Now, now you almost got to take Indiana, right? Like, if you, you take, okay, Michigan's better than they were on Saturday, but they're not as good as they looked on the first week. There's somewhere in between that. Is that better than what Indiana showed us? I don't think it is. Not what we've seen on the field. Now you can project growth, which as much as I've talked about a young team should have very a lot of growth every single week. Well, how's Indiana's run defense? Loss like Michigan. Their front seven's pretty good. Guys, it's not that's spectacular, <laughs> but it's pretty are, good. Are you guys going to give the ball to anybody besides Hassan Haskins? <laughs> You really don't like him. Honestly, it was no, funny. No, he's seven yards a carry. Why would I like lis- him? Listening to Ryan during the game, it reminded me a couple years ago when Ryan came to my condo right. and we watched the game together. Please and, give um, Charbonnet all the carries. We had um, – oh, oh, Kron Higdon was a running back. Yeah. And Kron Higdon had this propensity that he was always falling forward and getting three extra yards no matter what. So, Stu, every and, yard, every carry was four yards. 
Ryan just no so what. agitated the whole game with him. Every time we gave him the ball and he's just falling forward for three extra yards. So the whole game, it was the same thing on Saturday. Every time Haskins touched the ball, it's funny. It killed me. But Haskins is not, arguably not even our second best running back. Honestly. Well, he's definitely your best. He's not. No, he's not. He's not our best running back. So right, hold on a second. Here, here's no, here's my problem. You're not telling me five carries for three let, yards. Let me is, let me just is say your this. Premier like, running back. We have Sharks spent more time talking right about Michigan who lost the game than Michigan State who won the game. Well, we just wanted I, we just wanted to follow the Detroit media blueprint. <laughs> this is their fault. I gave them open playbook. I said let's talk about. Like Michigan. I don't care why Michigan talking. lost the game. Michigan lost the game because they were the worst team on the field Saturday. I would like to at least apologize apologize too. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, even though I still don't think he's a good quarterback, uh, I at least know now that he can hit a little over 50% of his passes when there's no defender near the receiver because that the, was the case with most of those deep passes and not all of them connected, but there are enough of them connected for us. Our receivers our receivers look good, and you know, I, I, that wasn't an area I doubted on this team. I still doubt our quarterback, and I still think you know when push comes to shove, he's not going to get the job done, and I think other teams are going to have an easier time keeping our wide receivers in front of them, although it's weird to me considering that Michigan should get the better athletes and you would think would have a pretty decent secondary to get outclassed by our receiving core was quite surprising to me. But I will apologize to our quarterback, who I'm not still not a fan of, but I will take him because he's what we got right now, and apparently he's the best we got right now. And hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully he continues to prove me wrong because if he does, Michigan State might actually win four games this season. Mm, seven. <laughs> Man, I mean, yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could apologize, and you know you should for. I, I've shit talked to him. Week, I make right? no bones about that. Yeah, you should. You should give him a call personally. <laughs> hey, listen, Rocky, I'm sorry, but I mean that's a real entire team apology because everybody came to play, right? The offensive line way did their part you didn't hear any of Hutchinson or Quiddy Pay's name uh the at least in pass protection we still had a rough day you know running the ball um <laughs> not for lack of trying Jesus hand hey, it off hey. some more please for, for, for 40 rushing attempts um that's supposed <laughs> to only 45 yards <laughs> uh no we had we had 126 yards on the ground but again that's on 40 attempts so it's not uh not a lot <laughs> Right, and we uh, threw the ball 32 times, so still more run-heavy than pass-heavy. But, you know, a lot of that was probably towards the end of the game where you're just trying to, uh, you know, milk the clock out. But obviously, Rocky Lombardi did his thing. There's still a, a couple throws that he missed, but for the most part, he made all the throws. Again, it's easier when the defensive backs are, you know, not in the not way there, of your receivers. still got to get that touch 35 yards downfield. Absolutely, and he did that, you know, obviously on more than one occasion. Shout out to the coaching staff, Mel Tucker, Jay Johnson, for not only getting the team ready and getting them to, you know, believe that they could win and getting them ready for this rivalry. Somebody came out. I, I don't know who it was. I'm trying to look at the names. Um, but one of the Michigan State players who had been here under, obviously under Mark D'Antonio, said it was the most intense week of Michigan practice that he's ever had. And obviously, you know how much D'Antonio hated Michigan. So for him to say that, it was like, oh, is he just blowing smoke or is it, you know, real? But, I mean, obviously, given the effort that they that they played with and how good they looked, I think there's definitely more to that than maybe you just think hearing the quote the first time. 
right? Obviously, shout out to the receivers. Ricky White uh, played unbelievable. Um, I know Jalen Naylor had a great game too. You know, Jaden Reed didn't do um, much. He only had one catch for 18 yards. But overall, like just the the receiving core, um, you know, they got a lot of guys involved. It looks here like six guys were able to get uh, – able to get the ball um Connor Hayward who had a really impressive touchdown and you know I'd probably apologize more to Connor Hayward than I would Rocky Lombardi <laughs> but you know he he, he, had, he, he had ran some, an, he, he ran a nice route and Rocky hit the no, right pass and I, I need right everybody to why everybody should be worshiping the altar of Rocky right now especially for the way that everyone talked about him you nobody wanted you guys were so mad that he I was mean, starting he still only completed what 55% of his passes no don't box and, I mean, score and me and again he's do still, not he's, box he's still do I can't box score quarterback that I don't think is very do accurate not, or very good I do not box score this he is why you one. I think it's more about the fact if that you our receiver swap, was able to if blow you, by no, your secondary. If you swap quarterbacks Saturday, you lose. So don't hey, not if, give I'll me tell that you what, If we swap head coaches, we lose too. Um, so no. shout out to Stop. everybody, oh everybody God. on the Michigan State team, even Unreal. Matt Coglin for you know piping a 51-yard kick. He did miss the 40-yarder. Really, the only person that I noticed had a rough game uh, for Michigan State was our punter. I felt like you know the the few times that we did punt. N- not great, and we—I mean—we punted five times, and the average here actually looks really good, with one long now, to seventy-eight. Michigan, Michigan I don't know when that happened. Punts. When do we have a seventy-eight-yard punt? Uh, well, now I'm confused. That, oh. Maybe maybe that was on the radio when I was listening, but I don't remember that. That that I think that might be the one that Michigan the the I forgot who it was. Oh he went, yeah, yeah. Well, he no, because he took it out like thirty the yards. Yeah, well, yeah, when when guys well, that doesn't touched make it. it, that doesn't make it not a big punt. Yeah, the punt was still deep. The net punt. Uh, no, oh, that was yeah, the so best. That doesn't two. really count. I was, I was like, I, I was like, what are you like? I'm like, thank you, because I thought we were about to like get a safety out of this, and I then he got yeah, 35 yards, and I was like, wait, head. what? I was hoping so bad he didn't know the rules. I was hoping. Oh, that's what was funny too, because I'm like, I was like, man, he had to take it out, and Ryan's like, I was hoping he didn't know that. Like he could have let that go. Was going out the back of the end zone. But yep, I will take or, I will take umbrage with one it. thing. And I think Don said it, and I've my dad has said it already. And I hate this. And this is the stuff that drives me nuts with the little brother crap because this is where it's true. All of you Spartan fans who followed this up with saying we could not win another game all year and it'll be okay. No, oh, yeah, that's stupid. No. This is the shit you have to get away from. If you want to stop looking at the, oh, we have a chip on our shoulder, you have to stop this bullshit, all right? You cannot just be okay with beating Michigan. It is not our entire season. I still don't think this is a very good team. I still think this is a bottom of the Big Ten team. We won a big game, and we came to play, and I'm happy for that. But I need to see that level of effort for the rest of the season for everyone else who lines up across from this team. I cannot be only with Michigan. So that's the next step because, you know, obviously they have Iowa this week, and I don't think any of us think Iowa is very good, you know, anymore. Um, no, they lost the and, and we'll see, we'll see how Michigan, you know, we'll see how Michigan State uh, comes back to it because you had the week one loss to Rutgers, right? And if, but if you end up beating Iowa and say you beat them by like two touchdowns, so you get, you know, wins against Michigan and Iowa back to back, then I think you can look at that week one Rutgers game while it's an embarrassment and it's inexcusable. You still turn the ball over seven times. Right. Like you might that's lose our, the, that's our you might lose the that's Eastern still on us. You if you turn that. 
Right, but are you going to turn the ball over seven times no. again in one season? No. You better how not. Many turno- they how might, many turnovers? They, they might not turn the ball over seven times in the next three games. Zero between both teams. They had, I think it was, where did I see the stat? I think... I think they were talking because they, you guys had the big seven turnovers, and I think I saw after the game, like how many stretches D'Antonio had of like seven games without seven turnovers, like in his tenure or something yeah, like that, take, like just something no, crazy. No, that, like yeah, that that whole team was holding a football all week after that. Every and, single player. I mean, it's. I mean, it showed Michigan State actually um, on Michigan's first possession. You thought there might be a strip there, but Milton actually did a really good job of holding it because uh, I think it was Panishuk who got around. And had like his entire arm on the ball, but Milton was just so strong he was able to go well, down. Only good thing um, he did all day. I, th- I think it might have been a sack, or it was like a scramble for a, a yard or two. But yeah, I it's, remember. It's still it. impressive to, to hold I, the I remember watching because it's he got he got a big mitt on the ball. Like he, I like most of the time is coming dislodged. Like he had a really nice strip opportunity, and it's I I promise you, and I would bet. AJ's life on it. Shea Patterson would have fumbled that football in that same exact. With his, well, with his tiny ass hands, but that's not. <laughs> There's fair. no you no chance Shea, Shea would have held onto that football. He's got baby hands. You can't put that. Well, on Well, maybe he should but. play a different position. It's not his fault that Michigan thought he could play quarterback. You gonna say no if Harbaugh shows up at your house for a sleepover? All right, all right, that's fair. <laughs> but I mean, that's, yeah, you have me there. All right. They're next that's four like people weeks. blaming Kobe for taking 50 mil for his final two years. Are you going to say no when the Lakers say, here you go? No. Listen, he could have hey, made money doing a lot of you, other different things. You know what's crazy is like to kind of piggyback on that point. Because, I mean, I guess we can be done talking about the game. But, you know, main thing is how Michigan State shows up at Iowa on Saturday, Indiana, the week after that. But going back to like that Shaq thing specifically. Um, so people are talking about like Giannis taking the supermax, right. Or going somewhere where he has a better chance of winning, whether it's Miami, Golden State, Dallas, you know, wherever the fuck. And they had Shaq on, you know, inside the NBA. And he was talking about like, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere to win. Like I'm not turning down 250 million or whatever it is for anybody. And like, I always thought that was, uh, super interesting to hear Shaq say that, like a guy who's won four championships, to say like, "No, I would definitely stay here for the money." <laughs> like, I don't. Well, like, I, I, don't I care feel about- like the Lakers paid that- him more than Orlando, so you know the math checks out. So that's kind of a matter of perspective because Shaq got his titles. Like, if you ask Chuck, uh, Chuck might have money. a very different. Chuck might also have a very different response. You know what I mean? Maybe I just no. thought it was interesting that Shaq said it. No, for sure. Absolutely. And, like, I mean, you I, might have a different response because Chuck did it, you know, at the end with Houston. But even with Houston, like, Chuck wasn't making the equivalent of whatever the Supermax would be. Right? So we're talking about a guy in the prime of his career, and then that's kind of what Shaq was talking about. He's like, I'm not turning down $256 million for anybody. Like, I'd stay right where I was at. It, it, I was like, oh, that's, it just, that's weird. That's interesting ev- at least to, to hear Shaq say that, a, a champion, a guy who – you know, kind of famously didn't get in shape until, you know, the playoffs came around. I mean, we, we've kind of talked about this before, and everyone's priorities are a little bit different. You know, I mean, it really just depends on what you want. Like, does Giannis care about getting it done and getting that off his back and not hearing 
the naysayers anymore? Or does and does he have enough money now and that he knows wherever he goes, whether he chases a ring or not, he has enough money to be comfortable in his mind, which I'm not going to tell somebody how much money they should be comfortable with. I really, it's one thing that aggravates me when people just think athletes should take pay cuts because they should, like, like their, their need to. Listen, you can't tell someone how much money is enough for them and how they want to live their life. But maybe his priorities are different. I, you never know. Yeah, you don't. And I mean, like I said, I just thought it was funny hearing a, you know, a four-time champion say say that. Yeah, so I decided to look up Chuck's contract since we were talking about someone like Charles Barkley. So it was last year with Phoenix, 95-96, which is the last year. No, never mind. That was after. So that was the first Bulls win of the three-peat. The second uh, three-peat. Yeah, second, yeah, the second three-peat. So he got Very important clarification. 4.76 mil his last year with Phoenix. First year with Houston, the very next year, 4.7 mil, essentially. And I guess he's worth a cent. Then he got cheap as shit, 2.2 and then 1 mil. He got 1 mil for 98.99, but then they gave him 9 mil for his final year in Houston, 99.2000. That was nice. (laughs) That was nice. Thank you for being a legend. A nice little send-off. Crazy. So all the contracts combined, 37.5, but with incentives, he got 63.6. It was it was, it was him direct it was him Drexler and Olajuwon right? I mean they were uh, all old. yeah yeah once he <laughs> but, joined yeah Drexler got there in time to get one ring Drexler was part of the second of the back to back Houston wins so Drexler got his ring going to Houston uh, but Chuck uh, was still with Phoenix trying to get it done there and uh, came uh, two years after uh, and we did make a mistake ninety six was the first Jordan repeat yeah, ninety five the first I Jordan ask. second repeat no no, no I gotta 90, bring it. Well, hang on. So 95, 96, or is it 96, 97? No, so it's 95, 96. I thought you just said 95. And I was like, oh, that's the first year. And then I was doing the math in my head, and I was like, wait a minute. I got to bring it back to college football. You, Matt, specifically, you and obviously Ryan enthusiastically agreed, like, this can't, you can't just be happy with this win this no, year. Not, not if you want to get rid of this little brother. So crap. my, so my question, well, listen, so, and this is where, we always we talk about little brother and it's like an insult and whatever but to an extent <laughs> it also kind of is self-awareness right if you coming off of the Rutgers game and i think we'll find a lot more this week about both teams Michigan and Michigan State to see how they rebound from devastating loss amazing win maybe you are really bad and maybe you're not as good as the rest of these teams and you realize, like, we could have went winless this year, but we kind of ruined Michigan's season. And it's not like you were expected to challenge for the conference, had a terrible year, and only beat Michigan. You were expected to have a terrible year, at least by people that are paying attention. God, don't look at the free press, but you were expected to have a terrible year. You open losing to Rutgers, even worse than expectation. And if the highlight of your season is your only highlights beating Michigan in this year, uh, I'll give you guys a pass. Like that's okay to celebrate that win. It's not like you were supposed to win six games and then had uh, two wins and one of them was. I Michigan. mean, the the only highlight still might be beating Michigan, but it's a that's difference in doing that in your in your four and four. So and then, to add you know, on to you're that, doing that in your one and seven. What no do one you eight. guys, and then I'll answer the question AJ asked from our perspective earlier, knowing what we know through two weeks, which to me is a lot less than I'm comfortable knowing, what do you guys 
expect the rest of the season? What can be expected from your team? Like not what you want to happen, what you think should happen, but what do you genuinely expect? Where do you really see your team at? Obviously better than last week, but what do you actually expect out of the rest of the season? Do you Are you happy if you beat Maryland and Rutgers and finish with three wins and one of them's over Michigan and hey, it's better than it could have been? Do you want I mean, five wins now? We already didn't now? beat Rutgers, so... Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I, I meant I, I meant uh, Maryland and Northwestern. I guess would be the next easiest game in your schedule. Northwestern or Iowa. I mean, so here, the question is, or my answer is, I'm going to be disappointed if we lose to anybody like except Ohio State. That's not saying I expect to beat all these teams, but I think all these teams are beatable because outside of Indiana, uh, I still I still don't think Northwestern's good. And beatable by for you week, guys. And by you know, I think like Thanksgiving. Is when you say beatable, do you mean for your your that, team as currently that, construed? That might just be like stupid. Northwestern might be five and zero by the time or whatever. It's crazy whatever it that is. no one buys them yet. But um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm one of those you know no ones. Uh, but I mean, other than that, and even Indiana to an extent, and we'll see what they look like against Michigan. But I don't, I don't think Penn State's very good. You know, obviously they're zero two, losing to Ohio State expected, and then losing to Indiana. Um, no, flip it reverse, but. Obviously, Indiana should have lost to Penn State, you know, on on two occasions, really, in that game. Um, so the only game, like I said, that I'd be, like, not mad if we lost would be Ohio State. Now, I, I think we're going to lose more games than that. I don't think we're going to be 6-2. and two, But, you know, I'd still would say 4-4. Four and four. You know, I expected to be 1-1 one and one after two weeks anyway. Just, just not this way. But I do think North – I mean, like I said, I think all the games are winnable. So if we only end up with three wins, I'm going to be pretty upset, especially really? coming off the Michigan uh, win. What about you, Matt? Is the more – I don't well, want to insult so, Ryan by saying realistic, but I also don't want to insult you by saying pessimistic. No, but it, but it is. You know, it, it's a mix of both. Um, I pick and choose when I'm pessimistic and when I'm optimistic. Okay, um, okay. Obviously, there's more optimism after this win where, I, where we actually looked – like a football team, unlike against Rutgers, where we look like a bunch of idiots trying to play the game of football. By seeing that Iowa is not a good team, that's a winnable that's a winnable football game in my mind. It's on the road, which makes it more difficult, but it's a winnable football game. Do I think we should win it? I don't know. I don't think so. I actually, no, I do know. I don't think we should win it. Can we win it? Absolutely. Maryland, same situation. Northwestern, in my mind, still same situation. I'm not a believer in Northwestern yet. Indiana, Ohio State, and Penn State, I don't believe, are winnable football games. Now, things happen, turnovers happen, and you can never account for them. And maybe we get lucky against Penn State or Indiana. I don't think it's happening against Ohio State no matter what we do. I don't care if Ohio State turns it over five times. I still don't think we're beating that football team. But there are three games that are winnable out of the six left in my mind. So by me saying two and six was my prediction for this season – by saying now that there's a possibility of four and four, even three and five, obviously I'm more optimistic now than I was to start the season. So what are you happy with? I'm I'm very happy with four and four. I will put I'm very happy with a five hundred record. Mel Tecker does not have a losing record in his first season. That's amazing in my mind, considering the team that he was handed. Four uh, and four are, is your happiness. If, if we are three and five, I'm still gonna be Pleasantly surprised because it's one more win than I thought they would get, and they lost one of the wins I thought we had against Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, I, so. I would be, and I don't know, and I, I would be thrilled 
is a Michigan State fan if we finish with three wins this year. Especially given, obviously, one of them being over Michigan. Like, I think that's like a best-case scenario season to me. And I don't know if it's you, – you can say that I'm being a hater or – that it's pessimistic outlook at the beginning of the season, or maybe everyone else is just in Looney Tunes land. I think three wins this season is an absolute win for MSU, no matter who they were over. And the fact that one of them was over Michigan is like, I mean, it's roses. It's awesome. You know what I mean? No, I do. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely do. I was, you know, and that's I why me, Ryan wants that. five wins and doesn't want to lose to anyone outside of OSU. And, and you're like four and four. I'll be happy. I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm happy no, with but, five. I mean, there's almost nothing that could, as an MSU fan, which I'm not an MSU fan, but I respect them and I have no ill will and, towards and MSU. And that's five regular season. Like, if we go four uh, and four and then win the there's other game. The only win way, the other game? Yeah, the championship The only way, get. as an MSU fan, the only way that I could be upset with this season, and I still wouldn't be that upset, is losing to Maryland. And I still wouldn't be that mad. I'd be like, whatever would be Michigan. I mean, it's not like I'm trading. It's not like, oh, I'm not hating. It, you, it's not hating. Why are you honestly. hating on the Taco family? No, that's <laughs> not. They got a quarterback. <laughs> you guys got to be Maryland. Come on, man. Um, Two is younger brother can ball. Like I, I for for you, you guys are you guys. It's all you're playing with house money, which is crazy to say after losing to Rutgers, right? Because after losing to Rutgers, I how. How the Harbaugh hate train nah, has been? Nah, bro. You you go one and seven. There's gonna be some Juwan memes flying oh, out man. in the group chat. <laughs> I you could have went zero and eight, and you beat Michigan. I mean, it's nah, not you're like gonna, you're gonna get some I, Juwan it's, memes. It, it, it's not like if Michigan wins two games this season, it's like I, not I give, that's bad time. Like there was, there was you weren't expected to win the conference this season, but you were expected to like win a reasonable give, amount of football. Give games. me four and four, and you won't get that meme. Give me five and three, and you'll get. I, it's such shit a tall talking. ask. You you have not to a tall ask. None of these other teams are any teams good. That, they're better than you. You don't know that. No, we do know that. No, you don't. Honestly, that are, now speaking of things we don't how, know. How can you say Maryland is AJ, any type of good? AJ, you have been no, so quiet. No, but Penn quiet. State and Indiana, we can, Ryan. AJ, you've been Penn so State quiet. For sure. uh, Maybe Indiana. AJ, will you tell me what you know about Michigan? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I literally know nothing about Michigan, and here's why I know nothing about Michigan, because I don't know what team's going to show up on against Indiana on Saturday. Is it going to be the team that we well, saw what in team's Minnesota, show or is it going to be even the know team what, that we saw Michigan Do you State? even know what team we have to show up with? Say what? Do you even know what team we have to show up with? So, like, I, I look at – like, you look at the Lions, and I, I feel confident – that I know where their talent level is in the NFL. Like I can place their talent pretty solid in the NFL, but I still have no idea which side of the coin they're going to be any given week. Right. But like Michigan, like I can't even place like how good we are in the conference. I really, I can't like it comparing us to other teams. Like I don't, these two games have given me far more questions than answers. Far more. Yeah, hundred percent. Would you do you agree with that? Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I agree with it. There's way too many question marks surrounding this team to know anything about them, um, and it makes me nervous for what's going to happen moving forward. Like, you know, I said when we first made our season predictions, I I I, I said five and three, but was very much feeling four and four. And I feel like this is definitely a team that 
could and probably will end the season four and four. And that's it doesn't look like a bad prediction at this point, right? You're mm. one and one, one good win, one terrible loss. Well, and and that's the win. that's the thing that I one, guess was so frustrating okay, for me win. on Saturday while we were kind of arguing and going back and forth is how do you play so well against Minnesota? Which obviously, let's be fair, Minnesota is probably is not, not what we expected, not the team that we thought they were going to be, right? But then look as bad as you looked on Saturday against Michigan State, and so now going forward, when I go and watch games, I got to figure out is it Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde that's showing up for Michigan football, and that's going to determine how frustrated I am with this team. Like that's not how I want to enjoy watching my football team. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it gives you frustration. Yeah, yeah, when you're back and forth like that. Yeah, like pick an identity. Either suck and I know what I'm coming into or like play As well. our good friend Dylan said, he feels kind of bad for you because your worldview has been shattered a little bit these last couple of weeks on Michigan football. Right, but like having And then that, we, we talked about it a lot. Right, but having that, you know, those kind of renegotiated expectations, right? I get that. But what's frustrating for me is we talked about how many unforced errors were made in that game Saturday for Michigan. Drop passes, stupid penalties, going off sides on a third and ten. Like, all that kind of stuff that, like, is – is it has no place for good teams. And so, now – So, given that – those renegotiated expectations, it's still frustrating when you see sloppy football. And so, I don't expect them to go out and contend for the – college football playoff but i would like for oh, them not to this be, year hell no well i mean you were speaking a little bit different tune last week but like hold on hold on i want i want proper context you said there was a very I under good no chance that a one loss to ohio state michigan team would make the college would football. get into the playoff right. i never said in any universe that i expected to be a one loss team you i did so that but it's very important it last week i never thought this saying, team was saying make the what playoff. would happen in that scenario and saying that we're going to be in that scenario are very very I didn't different say you things you said we were going to be in that I, scenario but i want to make sure that nobody listening thinks that I said that. Right, very, but, you, very but important. you would argue a path for to the college playoff for them, and I said there's no chance that like I don't there's not a chance that they would ever make it this year. Um, I don't know. I I'm not looking forward to watching Michigan football. Let me just put it that way on Saturdays. Like <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it because I'm either going to be like. Built up and disappointed the following week, or I'm going to be disappointed again this week, like I was last week. Like, well, it's just very frustrating let's be real. how inconsistent. Un- it is. Unless you are Ohio State in any given year, if you're a Big Ten fan, your season's probably ending in disappointment. That's not why I watch. Yeah, no, and I, I don't. I'm, but most, pretty much, regardless of what happens outside of like oh. Joe Cade and a million other people getting hurt and half the team out due to COVID and just putting out. It a really abominable product out there. Outside of like just crazy unforeseen circumstances, I'm gonna get up excited, like get up every single Saturday to watch this team. And I don't. It's not, especially given what this year is, which is really prep for next year. Now, to be clear, it's not because this year doesn't count, because that's nonsense. This year counts in every sensible definition. Right, but of the term. whether I finish the game or not would be a different story. 
Oh, don't say that. I would have. I honestly, if I would have been at my house on Saturday instead of at my brother's wedding shower, I would have turned. I would have done something else and not. You would it. not have done that because we were in the game until the end. You would have had to see what happens. It's not like we we're getting blown out. So don't. That's nonsense, and you know that. No, lie, by having never listeners. had the lead though. Never no, had the lead. Don't lie. AJ was calling that shit for like the entire since like the second quarter. Fourth quarter? No, AJ was saying it in the fir- end of the first quarter. Honestly, it felt yeah. like I don't know. As soon as as soon as he saw Mel lead those players out the tunnel, he's like, "We're in trouble." I didn't. We didn't have the game on by that point. But once it was, once Michigan could not move the ball for whatever reason on that defense, and the score just stayed stuck at fourteen ten, I was like, "This game's over with." They're just gonna continue to piss stop. around. And, and they're going to lose. And and that's, again, I go back to this, what is so frustrating is it seems like it has been six years of those frustrations. Now, those frustrations might have been for different reasons, but it's been six years of those frustrations. A, a very inconsistent team and, that shows up every now and then. And that's something we talked about Saturday, is the game on Saturday, while being the low point, is a microcosm for how, including within people view the Michigan football program and it's, they see the total picture of one thing. So they see the end result on Saturday, or they see the total picture of this is what you've done and haven't done. And this is where you haven't gotten where every single step and misstep along the way has a very simple. We talked about this whenever we talked on the phone, right? You can explain with a reasonable, not like bullshit, like trying to, put spin on it, you can reasonably explain every single thing that's happened since Harbaugh's taken over this program. But at the end of the day, people stop caring about that. They don't care about the context, the journey, any of it. They just see this is the end result. On Saturday, you lost to a team that you in a million years had no business losing to, right? Uh, In your, this year, you didn't get it done. This year, you got whooped by Ohio State. This year, that, like, that's all people see. And they don't, they don't care. And that's frustrating for me because I have a good gauge of what this program is. I feel like I have a good gauge of where it's going, maybe not next week or the week after, but in general, in what it is under Harbaugh and how good it can be, but also it has a capped ceiling. But everyone's perception to me is just so wildly off for so many reasons, like you can't pick one or two or even 10, like so many reasons. And I, like you, have no idea what I'm getting this Saturday, which kind of makes the game really exciting to watch, to be honest. We talked about the youngness and of this we'll team. And will determine if I watch the entire thing. If you not. watch the whole game, I know, I know. It, it, we talked about how young this team is, and that leads the possibility of growth. Also implosion, but hopefully growth, Right. And you just want to see them get better every week. They took what felt like a step forward against Minnesota and then 15 steps back last Saturday. Now we need to take a few more steps forward. Michigan hasn't lost to Indiana football since 1988. I was not alive in 1988. 24 times we've played them on a college football field since 1988 and 24 wins we've came away with. It's impressive. And that streak is genuinely at risk. It's it's a very, very real chance that Michigan loses this game this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't. I like still that. won't know what that means for us <laughs> going forward. I do not uh, like the fact. I that don't like that at all. There have been so many years between their last win and their next. I, win. I will. I believe I already said this to you. If Indiana does not beat us this Saturday, I don't know if again. they will ever beat us Which, in football again. <laughs> You lost some money on a bet like that with Dylan this last week, so I'd I be did. Careful with I really what did. I, I really did. But that's okay. I'm fine with that. Like it's, it, it, it's twofold. I'll do Michigan State first. <laughs> Michigan State loses and doesn't look all that inspiring against Iowa Saturday. Does that kind of reset how you feel about this team? Are you back to kind of, okay, we fluked against Michigan and this is going to be a rough year. Let's take our wins as we can get them and enjoy it. Or are you still hammered down? You showed me you can do it once. You have to do this. I mean, you you have to do it. But, like, I'm not going to be happy if they lose to Iowa. No, I'm not saying be happy, but, like, once – if that happens – I'm not saying that's going to happen. Kick why I was asked. Not like I was anything special. But if they do – does that kind of bring you back and now we've played three games and we have a good amount of evidence that says this team is not very good and what happened against Michigan is was a fluke, whatever you want to call it, or Michigan sucks even worse than we do. If you want to go that route, that's fine. I'm not even going to argue it. But does that kind of reset you to where it brings it back a little bit? Or are you still in the same spot that you are right now? I mean, I'd be in the same spot I am right now. Like, Get your boys ready every week. Now, if they keep losing um, – I'm going to be mad. Like if the Michigan game was a fluke and then they fall flat on their face for the rest of the year, I'd be like, you know, why couldn't you bring that type of intensity, you know, to the rest of these games? And that's why I think the game against Iowa is uh, really important because it's the game directly after, right? Like, so a a letdown game here is obviously more um, not acceptable, but like expected. Uh, more likely you yeah. let down against Iowa than you do against Indiana or Maryland or Northwestern the weeks after that. I mean, Michigan had their letdown game after Minnesota. And that's why, and it's so important, like, to see the bounce back in these teams. And Michigan State, it's both ways. Like, Michigan State, lowest of lows to highest of highs. And what happens? Do you get even keel in what are you really? And then Michigan right on the flip side, right? So highest of highs, lowest of lows, and now you're a super young team. Can you bounce back? So obviously Michigan State wins against Iowa. You say, okay, Rutgers was a fluke, and we might have something, and we might have some good coaches, and we can keep expectation at where you guys seem to have it right now, even though Matt didn't answer the goddamn question. I didn't get a chance. Yeah, everyone will jump in. I haven't had a chance to jump in. What do you want from me? I want you to jump in. I want you to show your hostly man skills. Come on. It depends what happens at Iowa. If we go back to how it was against Rutgers and there's four <laughs> turnovers and it looks god-awful, that's one thing. If it's a battle and we fall short by a touchdown or three, I'm not going to feel terrible about it. It is on the road, and we are not a good football team. I have to keep stressing that. We won an amazing game in an upset last week, but we are still not a good football team in my eyes. And so – any of these close games, the games that are questionable, the Iowas, the Northwesterns, the Marylands, as long as we are in the games and we're not getting embarrassed by teams that have no business embarrassing us, I'm not going to feel that bad in this first year with a new coach and a squad of players that have had questions around them for a while. 
if we looked god-awful and it was clearly evident that the only game we really brought it was against Michigan, I'm going to be pissed because that is little brother right there. You showed up for one game against your rival. Why can't you show up for these others? It is your jo job. You're not a professional. No should be but it's your job as a student athlete to represent your school well on the field of play you need to do that against teams not named michigan sounds a little demanding <laughs> i so my thing is like you just we don't know yet but i have an inkling that in as you alluded to maybe you're just not good enough to do that and be happy that they tried their best every week and against michigan that was good enough and against some schools, it's not going to be because they're going to have better days than you, which is kind of where I'm at. On the flip side, so if Michigan comes out and loses to Indiana, obviously all of us are like, you know, this season, obviously this team's not that good yet. You hope that they keep getting better every week. Um, and a loss to Indiana this week won't be nearly as bad as a loss to Michigan State was, but you're compounding trouble uh, around Ann Arbor, it will seem like, the sky is falling, the world is collapsing, hell it already is, even without a second loss in a row. And then you got to take on Wisconsin after that. Like it, it's not getting better, right? Like we don't have any easy games on the docket for a while. So it'll be a disaster and everyone will be continuing to pile on. And then, I mean, you think maybe Michigan State is better than Michigan, right? Which I don't agree with in any universe, but you'd start having that conversation. But if Michigan comes out, and regardless of how it happens, goes on the road and beats what is a good Indiana team. And if you disagree with that, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Uh, I don't think they're world beaters. I don't think they're a top 10 team in college football. I probably don't agree with the ranking at 13, but they are a good football team. For sure, I can say that they are a good football team. Not great, not a playoff contender, not even a Big Ten contender, but a good football team. And if you go out on the road and beat that team, with your having your bounce back second road win over a ranked team this year, if that were to happen, does your, does your thoughts on Michigan change? Do you see Saturday as an aberration from a young team and that Michigan is a team that can keep getting better going forward and still have a very respectable five, six win season or are you still like, no, it's not enough. I think Michigan does suck, and it's going to be a long year regardless. No, it, it wouldn't change my mind, and we'll get to it in the picks. I actually think they will beat Indiana. My, I guess, litmus test for the rest of the season of if they're for real or if they suck would be how they do the week after against Wisconsin. If they play that game. And that's, and that's obviously for take because – as me and AJ said, two games in, we don't have a clue what this team is. Honestly, like more questions than answers. So wanting to wait more than three games, I mean, yeah, the more we get on this team, the more we're going to know about them. Doug goes without saying common sense, but man, I cannot remember uh, a season so, in a while. No, I, I, so I would just say like, so I guess if they lost, I would think less of them because I expect them to win against Indiana. So if they lose, then I might really be like, oh, like they might actually just suck. All right, so here's my two scenarios. If they lose to Indiana, they will be lucky to get to four wins this year. If they beat Indiana, they will only get to five wins this year. So it doesn't change a whole lot. Not for at all. In five, well, in five wins is still so right. You have and, games and so Wisconsin that doesn't and mean State. that they can't be a better team and get better with those five wins. But I don't think 
that they make it through Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State with two out of three wins there. I think they lose two out of those three games. And I and that's not an unreasonable take at all because that's you're still saying that they're going to beat one of Wisconsin, Penn State. Like they could beat Indiana and still reasonably be a four-win team. Right. If they lose to Indiana, like you're looking at maybe a three-win team. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's possible. Like it's very possible that you win three games and then you're like, what? I mean, then people. I mean, people are already calling for Harbaugh's head, but then people are really like, wow. I mean, luckily man, like they don't have disaster. those teams back to back. Like so you, but like here's what here's what concerns me. Let's say we beat Indiana. And play and look good. Then we lose to Wisconsin because it's going to be another letdown game. Then we well, I wouldn't even call that a letdown game. I think Wisconsin's a very good football team. I, I well, I understand that, but are we going to play up to our standard after having beaten Indiana? Then we and go. What's our standard right now? Well, I mean, after seeing what I saw in Minnesota, to me at least, that's the high water mark. So that would be the standard right now. You know Fair. what I'm saying? At, at this point in the season, it's how what's the best that you've played? That's your standard. Can you meet and exceed that standard? So in in that sense, like the way that these games line up, it really kind of makes because we can go and whoop up on Rutgers, maybe, right? Then do we have a letdown against Penn State? We can go and whoop up on Maryland, and then we're going to get trashed against Ohio State. So that those last two weeks don't really matter, but. To me, it's just I, I think the floor is three wins and the ceiling is five wins at most. I, there's what well, we saw Saturday was not good. Saturday is the floor, and if that hat repeats itself, is it really the floor? Like obviously they played bad, but at the end of the day, like you still didn't have any turnovers. Yeah, but that was still like, a like there really could be a game where you have like three turnovers and you game. could play worse. The amount of mental errors. That we made, could and have the just turnovers. amount of across the bat board yeah, bad play. Just, yeah, I we could have had five turnovers. But, so and like, played you, a better game. So like, like, you do you see a situation where that doesn't happen again, or like it couldn't happen again, where they play mentally that bad and that sloppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah where no, they, where I, they, I no, where they I do think, play mentally that bad, and and like the defense looks that out I think of place. That, I think that we will see it at least two more times this season. At least two more times. And oh, not counting Ohio State. Like, Ohio State doesn't count at all, right? We're going to lose the Ohio State game. Well, it counts. Well, it's just we know what's going to happen. we know what we're going to look like against Ohio State, even if we played like we played well, against that's not Minnesota. True. That's not, we it, don't know what we're going to look okay, like, but we know what, what the saying. final if result we, will be. If we played the way that we played against Minnesota, as crisp as we looked, we still lose by three touchdowns to Ohio State. You can't say that. Especially if you give up a block punt, you you we just we don't know. Like it's just too much projecting. Like it's not. Well, you're we the don't... one that has consistently like echoed the fact that Ohio State is that much more talented than us. That which was, and Minnesota I agree they're was... probably going to hurt us this year. But right. If so this what I'm team... saying is the so performance that we saw against Minnesota was, was a, everything clicking. Was everything clicking? Ohio State if is still clicks, three touchdowns better than us with everything clicking. Not and a, the young not team that we clicks. are. And if everything clicks, we well, we're not going to, so we're going to be much, much less young by the time we roll into Ohio, into Columbus. So yeah, hey, if everything, listen, we aren't beating them this year, no matter what happens, not happening. Like I'm not going anywhere near that, but if everything, if everything, if <laughs> everything, okay, that's, 
I'm just saying, Columbus, baby. bro. We like would you, still probably lose, but like, I, that I would that be makes, a different discussion. It like, would I make think it that interesting. makes that Wisconsin game a little more juicy. They haven't played. They're not going to have played in two weeks. I almost so you, think so that's so better for a, them. You get a rusty ass Wisconsin team. Nah, uh, we get a rusted Wisconsin team. I, 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 think I, it, I think it'll be more rust than rust. But regardless. To the Ohio no, State, Wisconsin is one opener. of those teams. If everything's though, clicking like, at the end of the year, especially if they get COVID, bro, their bodies might not be all up to snuff. That's one of those teams, though. Their philosophy of football is much easier to come back and knock the rust off from. It's not like they need timing with their passing routes. They just need well, a ground. You're just mauling the, the people across from. I mean, you. in their in their first game, they had a lot of pass. Well, because they finally have a quarterback. Everything. Which one of you? I'm saying. Maybe and, multiple of you and, said and talk the running mad backs aren't as good as they were, you know, for well, as right, far back as we can remember, Johnson all the way back, to, you know, like like Monty Ball. So with with that offensive line and with the way they maybe can throw the ball this year, I think that's more important than the running back they have back there. Uh, I don't think rusty. like and I you guys know how big of Jonathan Taylor fans I was, but I mean at the end of the day, hey, not not doing shit in Indy. <laughs> He's been great every time he's touched a ball. He's not he giving is it not. To him. That's he's why not they're not giving it to him, him more. He's got every opportunity to be the workhorse, and he just hasn't oh, seized it. Oh, stop it. They have not he given does. it to him. Not. Because he, he like hasn't four, earned it yet. He had like four carries against the Lions. Will you stop? Because he's so outplayed by the other two running backs. Unreal. Unbelievable. He's like Zach Charbonnet against Michigan State. <laughs> Five carries, three yards. Unbelievable. It's the facts, bro. You can look it up. Matt, you didn't answer the Michigan question. Can you close this for us? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of with AJ. You're going to beat Rutgers. You're going to beat Maryland. So there's three. I'm sure now about it's. That? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now Indiana, you know they they've been you know what was it two years ago when they showed the blueprint for beating you when they almost beat you with all the crossing routes and then Ohio State completed that blueprint. Was that two years ago or three? Uh, two years ago, when Ohio that, State said, we'll just do the same thing with better athletes. Yes, exactly, and did so. So, you know, we we saw this weekend that your, you know, your secondary is really iffy. And does Indiana have the skill position players to take advantage of that the way that Michigan State does? I would think so with Indiana being ranked as high as they are, but who really knows? Wisconsin... We don't – the big question mark, thanks to all the COVID stuff. Before all the COVID stuff, Wisconsin was looking real good. Um, and then, obviously, Penn State's a toss-up still, and we know it's going to happen with Ohio State. So, I think three is the floor. Um, what did I – I said five and three, maybe six and two, I think, this year. I can't – I think that's what I said. But, you know, it's right around there still for me. You know, this was a loss that was unexpected. But there might be a bounce-back win against a team that's giving you trouble, like Indiana. Uh, maybe you've – Bring it for Penn State. Maybe you bring it for Wisconsin. There's, you know, this team, I still believe this team is more talented than every team it faces this year except for Penn, for Ohio State. So can that talent show up? Can the running attack continue to dominate? Can Milton continue to grow as a quarterback? You know, you, yes, you are going to be a lot less young those last two weeks of the season. And Wisconsin is now a big question mark thanks to all the COVID stuff. So there's a chance, you know, you go two, two and one the last three weeks and – you know, good, good chance to go two and one the two the three weeks before that. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see it. I don't know. I with us having so many question marks and it literally being a coin flip of which team is going to show up each week. I understand the team will be older, but they're still 
I don't know. I don't I don't see us winning two out of those three games at the end of the season. The only thing working in our favor is the fact that the Wisconsin football team is infected with COVID. Not that that's a great thing, <laughs> like, socially or personally, but, like, that's, like, the thing that's working in our favor in that sense right now. It's like when the you're running back on your fantasy team and the other running back on the team gets hurt. And you're like, oh, that sucks, but that's great for me. Right. Like, oh, Latavius Murray, time to shine. Right. <laughs> so I, does I, it, like, uh, with the Indiana game, um, they only – and I, I didn't watch the game. I'm just looking at the box score. They only beat Rutgers by 16. Like, does that give you guys any more confidence or any less? No. So I think I think yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers had three turnovers and only lost by 16. So I did watch some of the game, um, and I paid attention to it the entire time. 20 first downs against Indiana? Indiana controlled the game start to finish for the most part. They were and down after the first they quarter. Never, they never – I don't give a – I don't care about the first I'm, quarter. I'm saying that's not, that's not the start. They were never in a position where you're like, they could lose this game. Like, maybe they're going to lose this game. To me, me watching the game, I never felt like that. They felt in control from the beginning. Yes, they were down after the first quarter, but I didn't feel like, man, they're going to lose this game. Of course, I didn't feel like that Saturday either after the first quarter. We saw how that went. But Rutgers, I don't think, and no, they don't have all this talent, even though they brought in a lot of new faces. But they do have a lot better coaching. An infinite amount of better coaching this year. And I don't think, I I can tell you for a fact, this is not the Rutgers team that was given beat 70-0 by the Michigans and Ohio States of the world. I think, I actually think at one point in 2015 or 2016, Rutgers played three games in a row, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. And I could be wrong. But I, th- I believe this is what happened. They played those three teams in a row, and I believe they didn't score a point in those three games. Yeah, I think you're right. And I believe they gave up like 200 points. Between, not 200 points, but like a rid- oh, high hundred amount of points. Like yeah, it was because it was 70-78 to you guys, right? It was Four, something crazy. Yeah, to 40, zero. 49 to us to zero. So and right then there, Ohio that's basically 130. And, and then whatever Ohio State, Ohio State went, did. you know, fifty zero. So so yeah, close like to two hundred to zero, and in so that's they're not they're so far recovered from that. Like that's not what they are anymore. But that's still kind of what people think of them as. Under Greg Schiano, they're going to be a lot more difficult out. I didn't expect them to beat MSU, but <laughs> neither did neither did he. I don't think Indiana only winning by sixteen is like maybe this team's not that good. Now I do think. Indiana's Penn State win is overrated, and not just because of the ref's help, but Penn State outplayed them by a substantial amount that game. Not where it mattered on the scoreboard, but as far as playing the game of football. And the scoreboard doesn't always reflect how the game plays out. So they were overrated from that, but I'm I'm not getting too much into the concerns with the Rutgers. I, I find it interesting... All the discussion that we have had, Michigan, Michigan State, going forward, what are we right now? I think Matt, although it is in his lukewarm nature, but I think Matt has the most level, take it easy, see where we end up, haven't changed my mind too much, takes of the group. Ryan, while very smart, is a little bit green tint. To the way he views things. 
I don't think anyone would be surprised at that. AJ, at this point, I think is just dejected. It's chicken little. He's sad. Man. Sky is falling. Just sad. Well, I mean, I understand it, but I think I, AJ's a lot. AJ's been piled on a lot recently. No, I don't and think the sky's falling. I just, it's just a realization that it's dejecting. AJ's dejected. That's not unfair, is it? No, I don't feel dejected. I feel frustrated. There's... Myself, I, I am. I'm just trying to get all the context possible and make like a fair, fair grasp of the situation. That's all I want to do. Obviously. There's a little bit of blue optimism in there, but I'm not ever going to let that cloud my judgment ever. Not in a million years, other we're, than with Ohio State. We're, we're trying but to stay away from Ohio State. Ohio State. Oh, stop it. Ohio State is the exception. But outside of that, I, I try to keep it real. And what I find interesting, since we're about to do the picks, is Vegas views Saturday very much as an aberration. Not just Vegas, but AP voters. And I'm going to do something I normally don't do. I'm going to start with the Michigan-Michigan State games, even though they're not in chronological order. We have Michigan going to Indiana. And they're three-point favorites on the road. And we we, we obviously broke down where these programs are and where they might be headed. And it is... I don't know how Michigan is favored in this game other than based on name. I don't. Well, it's an yeah. odd week on the schedule, numbered week, so Michigan plays well in odd number of weeks, apparently. They played well in week one. <laughs> They're going to play well in week three. They're going to play well in week five. Uh, and Ohio State's week favorite. eight, so that does not help you. Well, no. It, yeah. Like I said, I think Michigan's going to win the – I think Michigan's going to win the game anyway, and that's why I think they're favored because I still don't think Iowa's very good. So I will take the Wolverines in a game that I hope I'm wrong about. Matt? Did you say Iowa or Indiana? I thought they were playing Indiana. Yeah, they're Indiana. playing Indiana. He might have oh, he just said Sorry, Iowa. Oh, did I? Yeah, that's all good. Uh, Indiana coming off a Rutgers game and playing Michigan. Michigan State coming off a Rutgers game and playing Michigan. Uh, our team's looking past Rutgers because they know they got Michigan next. Indiana won. <laughs> Michigan State did not. Uh, but looking forward to a much tougher task. They got a lot of help against Penn State. And I you gotta think you gotta think Michigan has had a hard week of practice <laughs> after what happened on Saturday. Uh, I'm gonna have There's some faith in your step. Wolverines. I think they bounce back in this one. Everything in my gut tells me to pick Indiana to cover, but Michigan to win. But I'm not going to do that, and I'm going to say Michigan covers the spread. Okay. So, I just told you, I don't understand how Michigan's favored in this game. But I'm not ready to give up on them. And this, and this is something I don't do very often, but I will acknowledge any time I do. This is a home team pick. This is what I want to happen. This is a vote of confidence that I hope they can get over the hump. So I'm, I'm also picking Michigan, but I'm zero confidence in this. None. No confidence. Uh, on paper, should not be making this pick, but I'm going to make it. And Don's going to make it. And we're going to have a sweep here because I don't know how, because I don't know how Michigan's even favored in this game, and we all think Michigan's going to cover, which means I'm going to be in for more disappointment Saturday. 
I said Vegas was very curious to me because they are basically just to me disregarding the results of Saturday. They don't care. And I say that because not only is Michigan favorite on the road, but Michigan State is a touchdown dog to Iowa. Iowa that has not been impressive at all in any facet. And I understand Michigan State lost Rutgers, but they're coming off a win against Michigan. And if we hope Michigan's more like they were in Minnesota, you got to imagine Michigan State's at least closer to what they were in Ann Arbor. Seven points is a lot against a team that hasn't showed anything. Do you guys agree with me or no? Yeah, this is ridiculous. Iowa, Iowa lost to Purdue and Northwestern, and they only scored 20 points in both games. So if you're telling me they're only going to score 20 points, that means Michigan State is only going to score, you know, less than 13, really. No, give me the Spartans in this one. I think they're going to win it outright. I'm mad at the disrespect, but use it as a chip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's whacked out also considering what Iowa has done to start this year. Uh, I got to go with Michigan State on this one. I don't see them losing. It could happen. It absolutely can happen, but I just don't see Iowa being that talented this year to do that to anybody, uh, and not especially after losing by one to, to Northwestern and looking terrible against Purdue. So I'll go with the Spartans. I am also going to take the Spartans. I, again, we are a clean sweep, including Don. Michigan State, I don't understand. I do understand it. I, Michigan State, especially beginning of the year, like not a good football team. We don't think they're good. We think they're terrible. Rutgers won by, I don't even know, 10 points, whatever it was. But Michigan State's not going to turn the ball over seven times a game. They didn't turn the ball over at all against Michigan. And if they play a clean football game and they play hard and they don't have a wild letdown, unless they have the wildest letdown after such a big win against Michigan, I mean, honestly, and I don't even mean this in like, just to throw this out there again, but... I, I think it was Matt that mentioned the little brother mentality. You follow up that win against Michigan and lose by more than a touchdown to Iowa that showed nothing through two games. And that's kind of what he was saying, right? Like that you only got up for that game. Was that correct, Matt? Or I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't be that. You can no longer be this team that just gets up for Michigan and then lays down for lesser competition. In laying an egg everyone in, not in Iowa City, Michigan. losing by more than a touchdown would qualify as that, correct? I mean, how it depends you, how it happens. But well, you know. yeah, outside of some weird stuff. But like, yeah, if, if you're, you're down three, marching for a score, and you throw a pick, a pick, you know, six, pick six, that's different. Yeah, that's different. That's different. Of, of course. But if you're Con- just dominated, context matters. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're just dominated, you're down fourteen, and you score a late touchdown to make it seven. No, that's still not. That's not getting it done. And I find this fascinating. Like, Vegas thinks MSU is still terrible, which I don't disagree with that, but I don't know if they're this bad because I don't think Iowa's anything special. And they still think Michigan is a pretty darn decent team. And the polls reflect. I mean, Michigan's still ranked. You lost to the team that lost to Rutgers, and you're still ranked. And that's interesting. And part of it's the name. We know names matter, both in gambling and in, in the AP. It absolutely does matter. It, it plays a role. I just find this entire thing fascinating. Moving on to less fascinating but still interesting things. Um, I believe... Boise State and BYU, there's a name for this, right? Um, 
or am I mixing uh, it up? No, no, no. no, no, no. I, that's Utah. Utah and BYU. That's yeah, the whole word, right? Boise yeah. State and BYU got to have something going on, right? No. Or is it just a good football game? All right, just a good football game then. The we have BYU. BYU is ranked ninth <laughs> in, in the Samoans. country. And there was another group of five team ranked ninth in the country recently in Cincinnati, and we found out they're just a very good football team, like probably regardless. Uh, they're three-point road favorites over 21st-ranked Boise State. Uh, actually, give me BYU on this one. I think they have looked impressive this year, and it's a team that Michigan State was actually supposed to play, and I'm pretty glad that they didn't. I know they're going on the blue turf. Blue turf. I don't think that's the same. Uh, I don't think that's the same without fans. Give me the Mormons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that blue turf does things to teams, but you're taking on a team that knows the air quality, knows the temperature, knows how to play in this kind of football, and BYU just kind of looks on another level right now. So give me the Cougars. Yeah, I'm gonna lean that way as well with BYU. I despise Boise State and their blue turf. Oh. And they're cheating ways wearing blue jerseys on the blue turf. <laughs> it's it's Hating. not – it, this is a crazy start. We've never done this before. All five of us, including Don, through three games have the same pick. This one, uh, the most shocking thing about this game to me was finding out that BYU's played seven games already. Apparently, they started really early. And Boise State's played two games. Yeah, Boise State's played two games. And that dynamic is incredible to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> BYU just looks better. And three points, road is whatever. There's no fans, right? I'm going to take BYU and what should be the for sure better team. Uh, I find this interesting. So we're all three... All three it. games so far, all the same picks. Four four games last week. See, y'all we trying to join, jump on my back and carry y'all to better records. Yep, yep. Four well, games I mean, last I'm, week. I'm making the picks first, so. <laughs> That's my true. Fault you got ESPN. He's not lying. He's not lying. So four four games last week, we all had the same pick. We went three and one. It's pretty darn respectable. Uh, Matt made a charge last week, and we got so deep into college football and jumped into the picks right away. We even discussed last week's picks. Matt went a beautiful eight and two last week, four and one, both college and NFL. And he was able to take the slightest of leads to hop into first place. Matt scooped past everybody in first place, 33 and 27 on the season. Very respectable. Just working up, charging up the leaderboards. Uh, I have dropped down to second place after a 500 week. Don has dropped into third place after a sub-500 week. Not great. And then AJ and Ryan, because for whatever reason, they allowed themselves to pick all the same games in their fight for... Okay, well, kind of. On podcast, they did have a difference. The Clemson-Boston College game, but then Trevor Lawrence was ruled out. We had an update to the spread. AJ swapped his pick to the right side. And uh, we all swapped our picks who did not have... (laughs) Well, that's not true. Don, Don stayed on Clemson. Oh, did he took really? That L. Don took that fat L, which is why he's not tied for second place. Uh, but the rest of us were, we kept it real. So they're still in last place, but it's much more respectable after a six and four week. They're only a few games back and uh, trying to have a big week this week. But I don't know how much ground they're going to make up if we all keep picking the same game. So let's hope that this one, which should be tightly contested in maybe the game of the week. Not in my opinion, but some people think it's the game of the week. SEC folk. Uh, we got eighth-ranked Florida traveling to 
fifth-ranked Georgia. Georgia's a three-point home dog, or Jesus, three-point home favorite in the battle of who is less fraudulent. Well, Florida's offense has looked pretty good this year. Let me check to see what Georgia's got going on. Only 14 points last week. Not not a very good job there. Um, I'm actually going to take Florida and, you know, a little bit scared to see if there's not some uh, – not some injury concerns that I know about, but 14 points last week. And then, you know, they got blown out by Alabama the week before for Georgia. So uh, a little bit uh, a little bit clunky right now. I'll take the Gators. Are they doing the world's largest cocktail party without fans? Probably. Do we know? Because, you know, Florida's got iffy stuff. They've been trying to have stuff happen. and So this game is played on neutral field between Georgia and Florida. In Jacksonville. And in Jacksonville, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That is my bad. I did say it was a home game for Florida or for Georgia, and that was erroneous. And I apologize for that. Yeah, no, it's it, it's same same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. It's never a home game either way. Georgia's got a good defense, and Florida's got a pretty decent offense. Uh, they've been opportunistic in the games that I've watched, and I think Georgia's gonna limit those opportunities. So I will roll with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Bulldogs too. I just think Georgia's a better team than Florida is. Not saying Florida's not good, but Georgia's a little bit better of a team. This one is hella tough for me. Georgia has more talent. Georgia has quarterback questions. That's the big thing, right? Is Are they going to get their quarterback situation figured out? I mean, Last week, he was asked to do nothing. He threw the ball 13 times last week and turned it over twice. Two interceptions on 13 passes. That's bad. But he only had two passes hit the ground, so that's not as bad. It's I don't know what I'm going to get. I know Georgia has a lot more talent. I know that Jacksonville is not as much of a neutral field as you would hope for for this game. I'm I'm going to pick Florida. I'm, I'm with Ryan, man. I think their offense, the question mark Georgia has, I think it's going to overcome talent. Three point, you're giving me three points. I'm going to go Florida on this one. And then we have the real game of the week. We got top-ranked Clemson, and top-ranked Clemson for a reason, right? It looked like the best team in football all season, and Corona. <laughs> Clemson went down. <laughs> Corona until Clemson went down. Well, yeah, he's all a Clemson. Did you see the way he played? <laughs> Trevor, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. No, their quarterback played well. Stop it. Listen, Look, I've been I've been on DJ Uyunglele since high school. Uyunglele, no, he's a beast. It's not Uyunglele. It looks like Uyunglele. I know what it looks like. It's Uyunglele. Oh, it's like Tua. It's the same thing where yes. the, they put the tongue sound in there. Yes. The ung. Yeah, I forget. Samoans. God, man. They just Younger can't. Lay. Oh, my Younger gosh. Younger Samoans taking over Lale. football. All right, I'm right. We're just going to say DJU. How about that? All right? Can we do that? Start it with the rock. <laughs> there's no there's no actual N in Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> they just put it in there. Dwayne Joseph. <laughs> I, this this game is just a disaster. Uh, no, so they didn't look good against BC last week, but then they roared back and they took care of business. And I don't think the quarterback w- position was that much of a problem. I mean, he played a pretty darn good game. Seventy-five ish percent of his passes, a ton of yards, a couple touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over and through the air. Like, not a big deal. I think Clemson just kind of didn't show up for that game. Uh, shouldn't have an issue with that. Playing a very God, I hate to say this. A very overrated, garbage Notre Dame team. And I am i am upset that Trevor Lawrence is playing this game. 
they can't get the 30-point beatdown that they deserve. It is my nightmare I mean, that they, they got win into this CFP game. a couple years ago. It is my nightmare that they win this game with Trevor Lawrence out and make the CFP because of it. It's very it, – I just pray to God Clemson takes care of business. Um, Clemson, even without the best player in college football ever in the history of college football, is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I believe on the road. It's not uh, a neutral state game, correct? I don't believe so, no. I think they're going to okay. South Bend. <laughs> all right. But still five-and-a-half-point favorites without all-world quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, give me a Notre Dame in this game. Like AJ, I do think they are going to win outright. Their defense is remarkably similar. Clemson allowing about 275 yards a game. Notre Dame, 267. Uh, Notre Dame averaging about 16 points a game. Notre Dame only 10. And I think you can keep Clemson closer to 10 because they're both playing ACC opponents. I think you can keep them closer to 10. Then you can keep Notre Dame closer to the 16 points. Both also very bad against the spread, though. Clemson 2-5, Notre Dame 2-4. So give me the fighting Irish in this game because I am Irish. Uh, We're going to learn a lot about DJ Wiangalele in this game. This is the future for Clemson once Trevor Lawrence steps down. This dude is a beast. He's like six foot five, 235 pounds of just muscle who can also throw the ball 70 yards. Uh, he's just been a beast, and he's got weapons. And he's going to have a full week of practice knowing he's a starter, no questions about it. Um, you know, had his yips against BC. And now you're taking on a, a good Notre Dame team. Do I think the number four in the country? Not a chance. But they are a good team. Clemson's got elite weaponry from both sides of the line to both ends on offense and defense. And if all those pieces do what they're supposed to do, even without Trevor Lawrence, I think this Clemson team is a better football team. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that having this week of DJ taking first team reps all the time, I think it's going to play a factor. I think he's going to ball out. And I think Clemson is able to win this game. Do I think they're going to cover the five and a half point spread? That's where it's tough. And I'm going to go a little bit further on that limb. And I'm going to say, yes, I think they win by a touchdown. I've already said I'm on Notre Dame to win this game outright. They pulled off some magic against BC and came back. If they get down like that against Notre Dame, they're not, not going to orchestrate it. Don is also on the Clemson train with you, Matt. I got to, I got to split the difference here. I got to be the difference maker and, well, I mean, last last <laughs> last week was a nightmare for me, and I expect that to continue this week. I guess, I I think, I I, I just want to be wrong about this game so bad. And I I listen. It's not Trevor Lawrence is amazing. DJU is a very good quarterback. He was, I believe, the second ring quarterback coming in. He's a five brilliant five star with all the talent in the world, but. I mean, the only way this season can get worse for me is Notre Dame having a dream season. Just that trash beyond fraud of a garbage can program that we literally beheaded last season. And apparently, they just grew it back with bullshit luck because that's the Notre Dame way. God dang Mary looking over them. I hope they get decapitated again. But I am so scared it's not going to happen. I pray I'm wrong. I'm on Notre Dame on this game. And with that nightmare over, we go to the NFL. And the NFL has been 
personally my saving grace on the season. I'm 20 and 15 on NFL picks. It's keeping me above water. It's keeping me in the hunt. And I really hope that continues. I feel good about this week's NFL picks for the most part. Our first game, and I think it's our first Thursday night game in a while. I don't think we've picked a Thursday night game in a while because they've been garbage. They've not been good football games. But this time we get a solid football game. We got Green we Bay. Do? Right. I think uh-huh. we do. Uh-huh. I personally San Francisco's missing their entire starting lineup. <laughs> that's not accurate. They're starting one receiver. That's, they're starting that, two receivers. They're starting accurate. one running back, two it's running not... back, three running back, and <laughs> quarterback. Right. And you think we're going to have a game. Oh, Matt, don't that forget is, about their tight end. That is exaggeration. And, and the, maybe the best tight end in the game. That is exaggeration. It is not it's an not. exaggeration. And it's Vegas right. also thinks it's exaggeration. Is most because... playing? No. Vegas also Who's thinks it's two? exaggeration. Coleman? Green no. Bay is only a five and a half point favorite. And Green Bay has not looked that good, man. No, they looked awful in Minnesota. That that's fine, but Minnesota has healthy players. So like we just talked about, Garoppolo out, uh Debo Samuel out, George Kittle out, Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon, Ramos, <laughs> like you can go down and down and down the list. The only offensive player that uh, San Francisco is going to have is Brandon Ayuk, and that's not going to be able to match Devontae Adams. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to play, but Jamal Williams, who can, or no, Jamal Williams actually isn't playing either. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a terrible game. I don't know why you picked it. But, Aaron, but you know, Aaron Rodgers and whoever their third string running back is, I'm sure they're better than, you know, or they might even, even just be equal to Jamichael Hasty. But I think Green Bay is going to route this game in another Thursday night snoozer. You say, why are you hating on my boy Jamichael Hasty? Because uh, uh, I wasn't able to get him this way. Yeah, it's because I got him. <laughs> Snagged his ass last week. While I hope he has a great game because I'm playing him in our league, uh, I think it's very rare for Green Bay to have two letdowns in a row. I think they do bounce back. I think San Francisco's defense, you know, you saw what Seattle did to them last week. Uh, you now have another ridiculously talented quarterback uh, going against you as well. Um and he's got a hell of a wide receiver in Devontae Adams. And I don't see San Francisco having enough offense to stay in this game within that many points. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one as much as I hate it. I'm also going with the Packers after their loss last week to Minnesota. I think they avenged that. Primetime game for Aaron Rodgers. He'll shine. They'll and he's cover. going back home. Yeah. Talk about a boy who grew up in NorCal, loves playing wanted in NorCal, to, going back to NorCal. Wanted to be drafted by after, the San Francisco right, Should, have, should have been drafted by the Niners. Freaking Alex Smith. Ugh. I hope that we're all wrong. I hope that you guys eat your words about how nonsense of a game this is. Because I'm I'm angry. We're all on Green Bay. All of us are. And I, I legitimately hope that we sink with the ship with our fourth unanimous pick of the day uh with that i move on to what will be i think in my opinion an even bigger shit show uh detroit goes to minnesota and minnesota is a four-point home favorite and i'll let you guys tell me how that's gonna go i mean dalvin cook had four touchdowns last week he might get eight this week against the lions so give me the vikings here to knock the lions to the bottom of the nfc north where they belong yeah, we we already know the quarterbacks that are struggling have you know season ga- season best games against the Lions. Uh, look at Philip Rivers. Uh, Kirk Cousins might be able to do the same thing even with Dalvin Cook going off for eight touchdowns. Give yep. me the Vikings. Yep, I'm all over the Vi- Vikings. 
No faith in these lines. No faith at all. <laughs> Which means they're going to win outright. The <laughs> only way that we can stop Dalvin Cook is hurting him. Well, that's not nice. I'm just – I'm being real. And it's a possibility. He's been banged up a lot in his career. This is true. We cannot – there's no other answer. Like, you hurt Dalvin Cook, and I don't want to. By the way, lots of Dalvin Cook stock leading my fantasy team. Very important that he does not get hurt. I'm just saying, if we are going to stop him from running for 217 touchdowns, we hurt him. I don't think he's going to get hurt. And then I think we're get Madison our, comes in and finishes the job. Right. I think we're going to get our ass kicked. <laughs> Don is the lone dissenter holding out hope for the boys in Honolulu. Uh, Don. Don. Lion Don. Michigan Love Don. It. Lion Don. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Although he did pick MSU this week, which was a nice about face. Uh, to a game that should be so much better. <laughs> what? It was just funny. Oh, all right. Okay. I know you're laughing at something else, like always. Uh, moving on. Seattle t- goes into Buffalo, and this this is going to be an almost orgasmic game for me and our good friend Dylan, two of our favorite quarterbacks in the NFL going head-to-head. And uh, one of these teams does have a defense, though, and it's not the team that's favored by three. Uh, Buffalo doesn't have really much of a defense this year. Last year they were good. They're not good this year. And I they don't are think they're super be average good. this year. I don't think they're going to be good against Russell Wilson, so I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Uh, yeah, give me the MVP in this one. Russ Bus going to roll that train right into upstate New York and roll on out with a victory by at least three. The MVP, DK Metcalf. <laughs> My turn, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. And I'm thinking about no. this game. Seattle and Buffalo. Russ Wilson over Josh Allen any day of the week. Give me Seattle. <laughs> you can only hope to contain him, AJ. Wow. Listen. That was a great call because he's been fan nominal, and me and Don are the only ones. Me and Don are the only ones who know what's about to happen. So because there's no way in the universe that Seattle is containing White Lightning. It isn't happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. The Patriots, the are, the Patriots are not that are. bad. Uh, they're pretty bad. They're two they and five. They got Cam Newton back. <laughs> they they lost a couple games without Cam. They got Cam back now. It's Bill Belichick and Cam. You're telling me it's not good enough? Week one, no, you were telling me. They, week one, you were telling me they might win the goddamn East. It's not how they're garbage. They, they lost their games with Cam too. Not winning the East anymore. Buffalo. Not Miami Buffalo up, baby. is going to win this game. Oh. Outright. Absurd. Bet. No. <laughs> I'm calling my shot, but I don't feel that good. All that convic- conviction and no. No, I, I don't feel that good about it. It's not so like a be- guarantee. No, no guarantee on this one, but I do feel good about it. Uh, Baltimore travels to Indianapolis. We saw more of Indianapolis than we wanted to this week as Lions fans. Uh, Baltimore two-and-a-half point road favors trying to bounce back and try to figure out if Lamar – can or cannot throw football, which I believe we have that answer definitively, but continue on, Ryan, and tell us why they'll win anyways. Um, Because teams like the Colts are the teams they beat by fucking 20. The Colts have two losses! They're going to dominate the Colts. All right. Okay. So, the Steelers have pretty good running game, and semi-decent receivers to help out a aging... But durable quarterback. The Colts have a pretty good running game and have 
a decent receiver to help out an aging and durable quarterback. Who? What do you mean who? Taylor catches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he can get on the field, bum ass. Miami Hines, he can, second, he can catch. Second best it. rookie running back in I this game. It. <laughs> oh, you think J.K. is going to get the ball this game? He got yeah, it last game. J.K. can't. No, he did not. Yes, You're did. losing touches to J. J.K. Dobbins got more carries than, or Jesus Christ, Gus Edwards got more carries than you. And who Are got you more serious right now? Are you serious? Compare their last two games. See what he did against what Taylor did. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen, uh, I'm uh, on the J.K. Dobbins 113 train. yards. What did Taylor have? I am on game? that train. He should be getting the ball more. They both should. But come on, man. You got out-touched what? by Gus Edwards. Get the fuck out of here. And what did Taylor do last game? <laughs> Unbelievable. Please tell me what he did against the terrible Lions. They didn't need him. They played the goddamn Lions. They let him oh, breathe hey, and rest. You, you, you know who else got out-touched last game? Jonathan Taylor. He got outtouched by You know J.K. what Jonathan Dobbins. Taylor got? He got rest and a win. You know what J.K. Yeah, Dobbins he, got? He got two yards you know what J.K. Dobbins got? got? J.K. Dobbins got outtouched by Gus Edwards in a big fat L. You suck and on he, that. And he got and he fucking Taylor got Taylor got outtouched by everybody. Cause he's resting. This, they don't need him. It's the Lions. Oh yeah, that's why. Look, Not just because he's no fucking good. Indy's mm-hmm. a good team. Baltimore. Yeah, we I got goddamn DeAndre Swift up in this bitch. I'm surprised that this spread is only two and a half. I can see Baltimore winning this game by a field goal. Jordan Wilkins, nine more carries than Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) I'm sorry, Matt. As I I hate it, as I want to pick Indy, I'll pick the Ravens. I'm sorry, Matt. He started it. I definitely think Baltimore wins this game by at least a field goal. I, God. If it was three and a half, it'd be hard to pick, much harder to pick. Do I make up a game here or not? Like, I can't. So here's the thing. Well, not, not if you pick Indiana. Lamar Jackson, and I, I this should be Ball a good game, two. but I was putting this game on the schedule no matter what just so I could shit on Lamar because he is a garbage can quarterback. And I said this from the fucking beginning. I said this after That's he won okay. an MVP in the NFL. He is a garbage can. I can throw a better football better than Lamar Jackson can. Uh, he no, is, we, we saw a video he of you is, throwing the football. It was <laughs> good. Stop it. He is okay. literal, literal trash. He cannot throw a football. Literally, you don't even the Steelers defense just made him like, oh my fucking god, he's so bad. I, I hate it. It's not. As as I hate Rivers. it. I hate it because of the hype on him. It's not even his fault that he sucks. He's always sucked. But the hype on him, it's like Jesus Christ, people. He's not a good NFL quarterback, and now he has to go against. Probably the third or fourth best defense in football. Indianapolis, you can talk whatever you want about them. Their offense is kind of an abomination, but their defense is really good. And if there's anything that we've seen through his literal entire career, it's Lamar Jackson against the competent defense is can. He is turnover city and not moving the ball and not being efficient. And he's, he's not even a throw with his legs anymore. It's stupid, man. Yet, Indianapolis' offense is so bad. It's not good. And I know they just hung a million on the Lions, but it's the Lions. On paper, Indianapolis should win this game straight up. I want to up-down this game really bad and pick Baltimore just because weird shit happens in the NFL. And if Baltimore loses this game, things are going to start spiraling. And Baltimore needs this game way more than Indy needs this game. They... They need to come out, and they need to win by two touchdowns. And 
I wouldn't be that shocked if it happens. But God dang it, Ryan's pissed me off. And on paper, I'm picking the team on paper. Indianapolis wins this okay. game. You are not picking the team on paper. Against your trash can fucking You're, you're picking the team that lost to the fucking Browns. Garbage. And the Jaguars. Indianapolis, outright. Yeah, don't let Gardner Minshew show up. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, Tampa Bay. A <laughs> Matt, this is your fault, honestly. That's you my begged. Fault. You begged for Brady Breeze for so you long. You damn right. And we are not getting. It's not my fault the refs fucked it up with the Rams game. We are not getting the Brady Breeze that we were billed. At least no, I am my over this. We're, we're getting freaking Mayweather Pacquiao. <laughs> and Breeze is Pacquiao, right? I don't mean, hey, look, Breeze is still completing 75% of his passes. Him and Tom Brady have been, looked pretty damn good over the last few weeks. Uh, that's fair. And Michael Thomas is coming back. Michael Thomas is coming back. Things should start looking up for yeah, him. Yeah, he's going to be a, this is a huge game for them. until he's healthy. Tampa Bay didn't come out to play this past Monday, right? Against no, they did not. Giants, they that? just kind of whatever. Uh, maybe a little bit of looking ahead. There's still mm-hmm, five and huge divisional game. Five and a half point favorites over New Orleans, which is like a lot to me. I think that's a lot for this game. Uh, uh, it, it might be a touch a lot. But I think it's more more just right than it is a lot. So I'm going to take the, the Buccaneers in this game. I just trust them more than I do the Saints right now, even though I love Alvin Kamara. Nope, nope, hell no, nope. Give me give me the GOAT. The You heard me. The, the GOAT. What? Give me Drew Brees and them I, Saints. I'm the sorry, I already put Tampa as South. your pick. You can't change nope. your pick. I already put it as Tampa. You said the, the go. I, I, it's, what, there's the nothing Gronkowski I can do. T- touchdown streak ends this it's week. It's in the computer. It can't be changed. I'm sorry. <laughs> For me, I'm going with um, Tampa Bay. <laughs> the tip. No reason at all. I'm no going Tampa. Uh, Don is also think, on your list. Well, I'll give you a reason. If Thomas is all back, right. he's going to make no difference in the game. He's going to be a complete decoy. So, Are you trying to hurt my feelings? No, I really need him to you. step up this week. After not doing anything. Don't you have Michael Thomas, too? I traded him. Oh, you motherfucker. He's That's hoping. A... So he's hoping he does nothing. I'm actually playing the guy that I traded Oh, him. oh, no. Revenge <laughs> game. That's what we call a revenge so, game. He's going to be a decoy, though, because it's, it's his first game action since week one. Yeah, he's going to be a decoy in the end zone and catch a touchdown. And they're going to no, be like, oh, they, I didn't. It's not, that he's not, it's not that he's unhealthy. He missed last week because he fought one of his teammates, right? No, that no, was, that was a couple week weeks ago before back. the bye week. Then he got hurt again. Yeah. It's, it's been a mess. It's not good. He's it's not going to be fantasy owner can tell you. Don is also with Matt on the New Orleans train. Um, I had New Orleans originally selected in this game, and I changed my mind. Uh, Tampa Bay well, Of course has... you did. You got a nightmare dream scenario from Tom Brady. He showed up and said, you're not allowed to suck his dick anymore if you pick New Orleans. And then LeBron <laughs> smacked you as well. You just called Drew, I don't have an arm anymore, Breeze the goat. And you want to talk smack like this. Come on, man. Get out of here. Tampa Bay looked ahead to this game because this game means a lot to them. And they have not forgot how this season started. And this with is... a loss to the Saints. This is a revenge game for them. And this is them with a lot to prove. And yeah, they've gotten a lot of hype lately. Yeah, they're hyped as top-tier Super Bowl contender this year. And they are because offense is starting to click. It's getting better every week. The defense is the best in football. At least it has been. And by a wide margin. By a wide margin, they've been the best in football. Now, if you think they are or not, so whatever, but the numbers bear out that they've been the best in football. Any numbers that you want to take. 
Like literally simple numbers, advanced metrics, doesn't matter. Wide margin, best in football they've been. Regardless of whether they are or not, they are a very good defense. New Orleans, whether they have Michael Thomas or not, they're still down other players. Drew Brees has not been able to push the ball downfield at all this year. Alvin Kamara is really just a receiver that lines up in the backfield right at this point. And that's the only place that Drew Brees is throwing the ball anymore. And some of that will change with Michael Thomas. But this game, as bad as New Orleans needs it, Tampa Bay is going to go out and take it from them. And it's going to be another GOAT Tom Brady performance. And listen, you saw them get up for a game against Green Bay a couple weeks ago and what they did. New Orleans is not as good as Green Bay. And right now, as much as it pains me to say, and as many times as I said he's washed, Drew Brees is not as good as Aaron Rodgers. And Alvin Kamara is not as good as Aaron Jones. And you what? see what that defense did. Shut up. What? <laughs> He's so you? much better than Aaron Jones. You is. think Alvin Kamara is yeah, better than Which one's on Paul's Jones? fantasy team? One, Get out of here. Get out of here. Absurd. Based on nothing ever. Absurd. Aaron, no, Ryan, you know what his position is based on. Aaron Jones is on his fantasy team. Listen, roster. I'm not well, you, it's, AJ. It's because he's a Packer fan, too. I'm, to be oh, fair, my God. Unbelievable. I, I got Tampa Bay making a big statement in this game, just like they did against the Packers a few weeks ago. And that concludes our picks and our show. It got very contested at the end because Ryan is a hoe. Well, Paul likes to be wrong about players. <laughs> so, oh, I'll admit uh, it. No, yep, Ryan, do the thing. Yeah, so make sure you join our podcast because we are the Alvin Kamaras to everybody else's Aaron Joneses. <laughs> so we're going to be five stars. They're going to be down in the twos and threes. Maybe they get a four every once in a while, but probably not. So make sure that you guys are following us on our podcast platforms, iTunes, Podbean, and then all of our social medias, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, Bridge, that's it. Uh, and then also Detroit Sports Nation as well, where you can find our podcast posted every week. For Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Basson. Thank you for spending a few hours with us this week. We are Sports Carnage. We'll be back with y'all next week.